All right, this one's from Katie Dungar. She asks, if Romeo and Juliet took place today, would one of them eat a Tide Pod? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us this week. Our episode today is about William Shakespeare, and it's something that I know very little about, but this was still a fun show anyways. All the comics made it fun. It was a good time, so I hope you enjoy. I do want to give a shout out to one of our biggest patrons today, Mike Giordano. Uh, Thank you so much for supporting us through the Patreon. We uh, have some bonus episodes up there. And we're working on building some more cool stuff for the show. So thanks to everybody that supports us through Patreon. But today's special shout-out goes specifically to Mike Giordano. So this was a really fun show. Half of it is here, and the other half is on the Patreon. So if uh, you want to hear the other half of it, you know, hop on there. Five bucks gets you access to all of our bonus episodes and everything. And you'll be helping to support the show. The show is recorded live at Maggie's Lounge every Friday night at 7 p.m., so come down and join us sometime. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. Tonight, we are talking about Shakespeare. So, yeah, a couple people excited. Many of us will be lost the entire evening, so, yeah. So the categories are characters, plays, quotes, life and death, and wild card. You can select any one of those if you're going first, and uh, we have to go through each category before we return to the same category again. Okay, next up, everybody please welcome Alan Richardson and Rachel Dunbar. Alan, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second, please, Sean. Okay, Rachel, you can pick from characters, plays, life and death, or wild card. Um, let's go with characters. Okay. Your question is from Zach Jones. Zach Jones! He asks, uh, Lego, Lego? Lago? Iago? Lego? Iago. Iago, somebody else needs to host this shit right now, brings up two possible reasons why he is looking to extract revenge on Othello. Which is more justified, that Othello passed him up for a promotion, or Othello might be screwing his wife? Um... I know a little bit about the movie adaptation of Othello, and you know what? I would screw over Laurence Olivier for wearing blackface in that movie, to be honest. So this is a bit irrelevant. Um, I would be more mad if somebody in blackface tried to get a job over me. Uh, That's... So I'm mad he's fucking my wife. 
Listen, I don't need much money. I'm a simple man. If I don't want to come home to a clean bed without any wet spots on it. Listen, I've been married to my wife for 15 years. We're in love. I've been working at this job for six years. I don't give a shit about this job. Please don't fuck my wife. Please, please don't, please don't fuck my wife. I'll, I'll leave the job if that's what, I'll find another job. Just, please don't fuck my wife. You know what, if my wife wanted um, to fuck somebody else, you know, go ahead. It wasn't meant to be anyway. What I'm more upset is that the fact that somebody decided to wear blackface and try and take a job from a hard-working black woman like myself, right? Right? <laughs> what makes you think you can play Beyonce more than I can, you know? That's just another job that they're just taking away from us, right? I rest my case. I am the associate director of sales at this goddamn company, and you're gonna walk into my house and fuck my wife? You're gonna walk into my house, a hard-working man with a full-time job, and you're gonna fuck my wife in my goddamn bed while my kid is sleeping in the next room. You're gonna fuck my wife because I'm an alcoholic and I can't get home before the bar closes. You think that gives you the right? Time. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you're both great in this debate. It is a great debate. Uh, but I got to hand the win to Alan Richardson. Jesus. Next up, everybody, please welcome Shelly Gruenberg and Craig Bideman. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Craig. Shelly, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay. Um, Craig, do you want life and death or wild card? Life and death. Okay. Your question is, well, that's from Craig Bideman, so we'll put that down. Save that one for later. <laughs> yeah. Your question is from Liz Esty. She asks, would you rather be Anne Hathaway from contemporary times or Anne Hathaway married to William Shakespeare? Hmm. I'd rather be Anne Hathaway from contemporary times because people remember her. <laughs> people know that she's a thing. I know I took a Shakespeare class, a couple classes in college, so I, I, I know that she's a person, but I don't think she's notable for anything. I don't think she's notable for anything other than being married to William Shakespeare, who may or may not have been multiple people, which I don't think that that's uh, a good thing. I want to be Anne Hathaway. She won an Academy Award, uh, which is awesome, good for her, and uh, she was also in a bunch of, she was in that one Disney movie. What was that one called? Princess Diaries, and that movie was fucking sick. It's on fucking Disney Plus. 
I would rather be married to a poet than be smug. <laughs> Every time I look at Anne Hathaway's smug face, gets me real mad, gets me feeling real wall punchy. <laughs> God has put on the special gloves my therapist made me buy after I broke my own hand. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> and you know, being married to Shakespeare wouldn't be all that bad. He is an earring. That's cool. And you know, you know what they say. If he has an earring, he'll let you put a pinky in. <laughs> that's, that's just the rules. I'm sure he was very hip, very cool. Um, <laughs> he could write me a song. That's it. <laughs> Have you met poets? They're smug as fuck. I went to college to be a poet. I'm a smug motherfucker. I would not want to be married to me. It sounds terrible. I used to, this is, mm, I used to sit around and workshop poetry while drinking gin and tonics with a bunch of my friends on Friday nights, and we thought that was fun. People picked on us for that shit. We were smug as fuck. I wouldn't want to be married to a poet. The argument isn't whether or not you should be bullied, Craig. <laughs> because we all agree you should be. The argument is whether or not I want to be Anne Hathaway like the Anne Hathaway. <laughs> and I don't, you know? Her and Les Mis, inspired, but just not me, you know? <laughs> don't get me wrong, she was great when she sang the song about Time. that. <laughs> All right. Um, a lot of good points here. Okay, um, first... Uh, before I announce the winner, I, I got an award to give to Shelly. Craig, you already have your award, but Shelly, you missed our Tuesday show, and I had an award for you. This is a past major award. It's titled Kingslayer, and it goes to Shelly Grunberg for uh, a most dangerous debater. Yeah. So, we had our whole award show Tuesday. Okay, uh, this was a great debate, but I gotta hand the win to Shelly Gruenberg. <laughs> All right, next up, everybody, please welcome John Farrell and Chloe Cunha. Okay, uh, John. Your question's going to be from wild card either way, but do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Chloe, your question is from Emily Mameford. She asks, if you're dating William Shakespeare, <laughs> do you think he'd be a good and romantic boyfriend or just constantly be hitting on other people in bars in front of you via poems? <laughs> Oh, I mean, he, look, we all know he was gay, right? Like, <laughs> like an alternate universe uh, heterosexual Chloe 
would have been, <laughs> just think about it, just, I know it's hard to picture, but <laughs> would have been so heartbroken. He would have been a terrible boyfriend. He would have been like, oh, verily, thou bottom is good, but would it be better than inst my hand? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And and then you know his the guy, cute guy at the bar wouldn't even know that that's not even like Shakespearean verse. They'd be like, "Oh, it's Shakespeare. He said something about my bottom." Uh, but then the, you know it'd be kind of private because I don't know they didn't really like the gays so much back then. But uh, but he he could get away with it because of subtext, you know. <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare invented subtext. Don't we know? Yeah. He'd be a great fucking boyfriend. That guy fucks. I would love to have that guy as my boyfriend. Shall you compare me to Summer's Day? You fucking better, pal. You fucking, you do that, and you do that constantly. Oh, man, that guy, that's a sweet man. No man with an earring has ever been a bad person. That is a fact. Man, he's British. That dude fucks. Makes love, sorry. I fucked that up. He makes so much, oh, man, he's a good guy. He's written a lot of books. We would have a sweet home. He, he wouldn't be hitting on anyone. He's not a scumbag. No British person has also never been a scumbag, too. We all know that. Some people look uh, confused because you don't know history that well. That's a fact. It's a fact that I know history so well. And I know, even though I know Shakespeare, William, to me, would be a fucking great fucking lover. Because you're his side piece, duh. Isn't that what I just said? <laughs> Is he likes the guys. I don't. I like the girls, but uh, this is heterosexual, Chloe. So, oh man, I'm so sad. Um, uh, look, I don't. Also, I just want to point out that shall we compare it to a summer's day? Is basically all about how like <laughs> his, his wife sucks. <laughs> like the rest of that poem is like, no, nah, I won't. She blows. <laughs> Um. Time. <laughs> I'm not a fucking side piece. I'm not a fucking side piece. There's no... Ooh, man. No way. That poem is not what she said it was. I've read it. It's tattooed on my back and on my ribs. I would have an earring to match it, but I'd like tattoos more. It's a lot... A lot more fun for me. Oh man, he's he, why, why wouldn't he be a bad boyfriend? That guy, he's written a lot of plays that I enjoy, that we can enjoy together. Uh, Macbeth. All right. I mean, there's a lot of good points here, but I feel like John just came into this like a man possessed. There was a lot of energy there. I hand the win to John Farrell. So, next up, everybody please welcome Trisha D'Onofrio and Hallie Griffin. <laughs> Trisha, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second, please. Okay. Hallie, would you like characters, quotes, life and death, or wild card? Ooh, let's go quotes. All right. Your question is from May Keith. And she asks, which Shakespearean euphemism is better? Making the beast with two backs? Or grazing lower, quote, 
Where the pleasant fountains lie. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't have to explain it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, well, as a heterosexual female, I'm proud to say I've had many disappointing, um, not many, I've had several, I've had a, f let's go with several, I've had several disappointing missionary experiences. <laughs> At least with Oral, at least he's trying. <laughs> at least some time and effort went into my portion of the Beast with Two Backs. Put some effort into the fountains, wait, the lower, well, I forget the second quote. Um, anyway, yeah, so the second quote, that's better. Go with that one. Fuck the Beast with Two Backs missionary style. It sucks, let's get creative. Okay, here's Trisha. <laughs> Guys, who doesn't love a missionary knocking on your door? <laughs> I'm just saying that's how all pornos start. <laughs> and they act like they're like a plumber or like, you know, like the cape, the cable guy, but we know they're like I'm going to fuck my way into your heart and put God in there with me. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about how I know this, but that's how most gay pornos start. <laughs> and it's pretty hard to do missionary gay style. I'm not saying it's impossible. <laughs> I'm just saying gay oral sex usually tends to be a lot more beneficial for both parties than I forget the point I was making with this. Uh, missionary, hey, you know what missionary people knocking on your door Time. leads to? Knock, knock. Guess who's there? God. Um, also, I just had missionary last night, and it was great. All right. I have the one here to Trisha D'Onofrio. Okay. And our final matchup of round one, everybody, please welcome May Keith and Ben Federlin. Okay, May, would you like to go first or second? Second, second. okay. Uh, ben, you can pick from characters, life and death, or a wild card. Uh, characters, wild. characters, okay. Your question is from Mike Giordano, and he asks, would you rather be a blind witch or a C-section baby? 100% blind witch. I've seen American Horror Story Coven multiple times. Everything works out great for the blind witch. She wins by the end, and she's played by uh, Sarah Paulson, who 
who's one of the top five bisexuals alive today. <laughs> Blind witches across the board. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a C-section baby, that's just not a particularly interesting thing to be. Um, a blind witch knows the fate of the world and helps determine who the future king of Scotland will be in it, an attempt to suck up to the, at the time, former king of Scotland, then king of England. That's the only reason Macbeth was written as a play. Fun fact. Um, but yeah, being a blind witch, 100% more. Um, you can see the future. You don't need to see what's happening actually around you. Also, anything that puts me closer to being Stevie Nicks is a dream come true. Time. Uh, hate to break it to you, but Stevie Nicks was a C-section baby. So uh, there's that. Don't look it up. It's true. Um, and here's a little known fact about blind witches. It increases all their other senses, right? So like hearing is suddenly going to be excellent. That means you have to hear people saying mean things about you. And I don't know about you guys, but that would make me cry all the time. Oh, I guess a lot of you are braver than me. Okay. Wow, yeah. Let me just see in the future how much everyone hates me and is mean to me. That'll make me enjoy my life. I want to be a C-section baby, okay? I want no connection to my mother. Um, we don't... We don't have a great relationship. Uh, so yeah, if I could be like, oh, well they cut me untimely from your womb, mom. That would just be a nice little, uh, nice little cherry on top of the sundae that is my fucked up relationship with my mother. I'm not gonna deny there isn't something appealing about being untimely ripped from someone else. Uh, it's the best way to exit any conversation. Um, or <laughs> any other interaction you're having with someone. But being a witch means you can potentially live forever, you can fly, you can be hanged in the town of Salem. Um, the possibilities for activities are endless, except for seeing, but you won't need to anymore because you can do actual magic. Um, I think Hermione Granger... We're not that far from Salem. You can go hang yourself there right now if you wanted to, for one. Uh, secondly, who wants to live forever? That sounds horrible. And finally, untimely ripped. Like right now, I'm very on the fence about whether or not we want to have kids. So that's the primary birth control for me. Works for everyone. I'll be like, no, I'm scared the future's bad. Untimely ripped. All right, some good points here, uh, but I gotta hand the win to Makey. All right, so uh, Sarah's gonna try and grab some more pictures while I read these uh, questions that didn't quite make it onto the show. So I want you guys to cheer for the ones that you enjoy the most that you would like to hear at the end of the show. One of these will be our final question of the evening. All right, so this first one is from Ken Green. He asks, yes or no, is this a dagger which I see before me? Okay, I didn't understand that question either. All right, this one's from Katie Dungar. She asks, if Romeo and Juliet took place today, would one of them eat a Tide Pod? That's a pretty good one. Okay, pretty good. All right, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Liz Esty asks, 
Bigger Shakespearean fuckboy, Romeo or Claudio? Claudio? Claudio. Nobody? Okay. <laughs> Chloe Cunha, nerd. Uh, <laughs> Chloe Cunha asks, okay, to be honest, a rose by any other name, would it A, smell as sweet, or B, smell real bad? Some interest. Not as much as the Tide Pod one. <laughs> All right. Uh, May Keith asks, Smash Mouth tells us all that glitters is gold. Shakespeare says all that glisters is not gold. Who was right? Yeah. Oh. Okay, we're going to pit we're going to pit William Shakespeare against Smash Mouth. Okay. How will end the night? All that glitters is gold. Glisters. All right. Well, here we go. Round two. Um, oh, and I had one more award to give out. I think I had one more award to give out before uh, my Pete Rose info was burying my awards. Uh, yeah, okay, great. This one is for, oh, I have two, uh, for, for great, uh, great support. You know, people that n not necessarily on stage every week. Uh, with Stephen Archer, I have one for you, my friend. <laughs> Stephen Archer, this one. And then, uh, this one, this one says, uh, uh, You've been with us since the beginning, from Iron Furnace to apartment shows, all the way to Maggie's Lounge and the Comedy Studio. We appreciate the support, and it's for Katie Ham. So, uh, Katie Ham, there you go. Now, James Sheehan uh, framed his, so I expect the same enthusiasm from everybody. Uh, all right, next up, we're starting round two. Let's do it. Uh, all right, next up, everybody, please welcome Shelly Gruenberg and Sean Duffy. All right, Shelly, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Sean, you can pick from anything except wild card. Or no, sorry, we're going with life or death. That's life and death. My bad. Life or death. We had okay. done everything else already. There we go. So what your question is from Craig Biedemann. He asks... Which is the worst death? 23 stab wounds or drinking poison right before your love awakens? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going drinking poison right before my love awakens because I feel like just knowing that you got duped has got to be the biggest pain. You, were, you think you're doing something noble, heroic, and then you see her waking up and you're like, ah, shit, I'm an idiot. Like that... You get 23 stab wounds. You don't feel like an idiot after that. First of all, you don't even feel all of them because after, like, three stab wounds, you're dead. Like, you, you could say 100 million stab wounds, it wouldn't be any different. 23, 100 million, it's the same thing. Anything above three, maybe four stab wounds is just stab wounds. Just say stab wounds. <laughs> and then they just stabbed your body, but you didn't feel it because who cares? You're unconscious. But the, the poison, I don't know how that tastes. I don't know... 
it nobody ever says it's that painful a death, but you gotta feel like an idiot. And whenever you drink poison, someone was very intentionally trying to kill you. Yeah, I guess the stab wounds as well, but like when you drink poison, it's like it's like you feel like oh like like I'm being like I'm a, I'm being assassinated like they want me dead like but the yeah. stab wounds. As someone who's immune to poison, yeah, that's true. I have a monster in a slim gym for breakfast every day. I've been taking Plan B like Plan A since I was like 17, and I'm fine. <laughs> You can't kill me. 23 stab rooms might not even kill me. You know, I'm eight feet tall. <laughs> this is an auditory medium. <laughs> so, they, they, shit, there's a camera now, they know. <laughs> well, Sean's like uh, almost eight feet tall. <laughs> so, force perspective wise, I am eight feet tall. This is <laughs> gone downhill quick because I'm just trying to maintain my image of being gigantic. That being said, not even God can kill me. So. It's true. I am, I am eight feet tall. That is true. People forget uh, feet are really seven inches, and I am much taller than you think I am. But that has nothing to do with why I have taken 23 stab wounds Every single day of my life, and wait, that's the, uh, yeah, no, that's not that bad. The 23 stab wounds, I've taken that every single day, whereas the poison, I've never been poisoned, at least not to my knowledge. Like, people always say, well, technically, alcohol is poison, but n that's not. Time. <laughs> 23 stab wounds? Pshaw! Right? I, I could get stabbed 23 times. I'd like it. I'd be a fan. <laughs> you know? I wouldn't hate it, at least. Getting poisoned? Not a big deal either. Forgot what side I was arguing. But what's important to remember is that I can't be killed. Don't try. Time. <laughs> All right. I feel like you both lost focus for a minute there. <laughs> but I'm going to hand the win here to Shelly Gruenberg. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome May Keith and Trisha D'Onofrio. May, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, please. Okay, Trisha, you can pick from characters, plays, or life and death. Um, uh, let's go life and death. Okay. Your question is, uh, what's the sadder death? Being killed by your nephew or dying on your own birthday? Um, well, I feel like it would be worse to be killed by your own nephew because what kind of aunt am I? You know, if uh, if he's like, this is fine. Um, like, I just have to wonder, what did I not get him for his birthday that led to this? Um, 
Also, I don't think it's that sad to die on your birthday because it's like full circle. <laughs> it's back around. I think that if my nephew kills me, that's the best birthday gift ever. He accomplished what I have failed to do myself ever since I was 15 years old. Now that's a nephew you can be proud of. Um, I agree. But I also feel like I don't want to die, though. I know most comedians uh, joke around about suicide a lot and are like, I want to die. But I'm like the one comic that isn't like that. So I would not be pumped to be killed. <laughs> I know it's revolutionary in the comedy community. I don't currently have any nephews, but if I did have a nephew and I fucked his mom, I would be so proud of him for believing in ghosts and killing me. Yeah, those are all good points. Um, all right. I'm going to hand the win here to Make He. All right. Next up, we're down to the final four. So, everybody, please welcome Shelly Gruenberg and Alan Richardson. Shelly, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Alan, you can pick from characters or plays. I'll do characters, please, Sean. All right. Your question is from James Sheehan. He asks, what's the bigger tragedy, Romeo and Juliet killing themselves or Pete Rose being permanently banned from the Baseball Hall of Fame for gambling? You know... Kids die. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you're that in love, that young, you're still going to change. Your mind's not done developing. If they lived and they're married in their teens, they're going to have a hard 30s. Sean? <laughs> not a slam. It's just, you know, but... I mean, does the Hall of Fame really mean anything? Just let the guy in. Every WrestleMania for years, he was been, he had been choke slammed, he had been pile drove into the ring. Just he dressed up like a chicken. Just let the guy get in that room, okay? It, no one. Why do they care, okay? But yet kids die. That's it's and it's also that was funny. That was that was a bit of irony, and that. Sad. That was funny. Yeah, but it's sad when they do, Alan. It's sad. Really? It's not sad when kids die. <laughs> yeah, pick a side. It's not sad when kids die. Cool. <laughs> well, as someone who was engaged as a teenager, I think it was pretty bad. Wasn't great, gotta say it. Planning a wedding on top of homework? <laughs> Fucking bummer. My computer teacher was like, are you on Pinterest? And I was like, how do you feel about these napkins? <laughs> I am weeping right now. 
And you know, so a guy didn't get to get noticed for doing baseball. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it happens. I don't get noticed for my fun pants I wear here every week. Time. <laughs> First of all, everyone does notice your fun pants. They're wonderful. And it's not about, it doesn't give, it doesn't matter that he did baseball or not. It's just like, listen, I, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've made my mistakes. And if someone said, hey, Alan, you can't get into like the drunk hall of fame because you fucked up and stopped. And it's like, that was just one mistake. Just let me into the hall of fame. But also like, and I'm so glad you're here, but like an easy way to stop that teenage wedding anxiety is like a, uh, or like a, uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you didn't, and I, I don't want, but that it was funny Time. when they did it. Oh, no. The guy didn't get the attention he wanted. Womp womp. You know who doesn't get the attention they want a lot of the fucking time? Me. <laughs> I'm standing on a chair right now and you're not even looking at me. Do you know how that makes me feel? Probably a lot like that baseball guy whose name I already fucking forgot. Damn. Wow. There's a lot of good points here. And to be honest, I didn't know where I stood on the Pete Rose thing, whether he should or should not be in the Hall of Fame. And you guys, I think, decided it for me. Pete Rose should not be in the Hall of Fame. I got to hand the win to Shelly Gruenberg. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, everybody, please welcome May Keith and John Farrell. May, do you want to go first or second? Go second? Okay. Oh, this question is from May Keith. It's, a, it's the only question we have left, guys. So, uh, it's from the plays category. And, uh, plays, plays. I was just reading it, and it's hard to read. Okay. John, your question is, how will you help your king? I'll avenge his murder, like in Hamlet, or I'll fix his butthole, like in All's Well That Ends Well. I'd rather murder. It seems more fun than uh, doing that. Um, I like slaying people and blood. and that. Uh, I don't think I have the hands to do that. I'm not that gentle. I'm very rough, and I shake a lot. So I don't think I would be the best... But me shaking and stabbing my enemies is, woo, man. It's like a serrated knife. I am, serrated knife? I think I pronounced that wrong. It's a, uh, camera guy likes it. It's a, uh, did I pronounce that wrong? Probably. Hey, serrated? Serrated? I'm saying serrated. It's, you guys are morons. I'm the only smart one here. It's serrated, you fucking bozos. Oh, man. The camera guy really enjoyed that one. Oh, he really enjoyed that one. What's up, camera? Um, how you doing? But yeah, I, plus uh, I get to kill my uncle, and uh, he actually died last week, so uh, that would be pretty easy. He's, he's dead. My scumbag uncle, he's, he is classically dead. Time. <laughs> 
See how stupid a charaded knife is? You wanna fix a butthole every time. Every time. Murder's fun, sure. Who among us hasn't enjoyed a good murder, okay? And if you yourself haven't murdered, which none of us have, wink, wink, uh, we all enjoy true crime for the thrill of like, oh, maybe I could, maybe I will, maybe someday I can. But that's just for fantasy, right? In actuality, at the end of the day, we all have to go home and fix a butthole. So a charaded knife is, if you guys don't fucking know, it has several blades instead of a... The other way you pronounce it. The wrong way. It's, you guys clearly don't sell knives like I do to kill your uncle. But I, that's what I've been doing, just killing everyone's uncle. If my nephew hears about this, he is going to murder me so well. He's a C-section baby, and the second after that happened, I was like, wow, I am so dead. He is going to kill me. Rest in peace, Uncle Jim. I didn't really know you. Oh, boy. Time. <laughs> Look, R.I.P. to John's uncle, but I'm different, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix a butthole. I'm going to fix my king's butthole, and that's just how I'm going to serve my country, right? I don't want to be out there murdering people. We have cops to do that, okay? I'm going to be a patriot. I'm going to serve my king, and I'm going to fix his butthole. USA, USA. <laughs> Don't chant that. Come on. <laughs> Democracy's right. broken. Tom. Strangely, that cop line did not work. <laughs> uh, all right. I got to hand the win here to John Farrell. All right. So our finalists tonight, everybody please welcome John Farrell and Shelly Gruenberg. All right, John, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. All right, May, your question. Uh, May. Shelly, the question is for May. I'm reading a name while saying a different name, all right? You all, take it easy. <laughs> Shelly, your question is for May. Yep. Keith. <laughs> Smash Mouth tells us that all that glitters is gold. And Shakespeare says all that glisters is not gold. Who was right? Well, Smash Mouth is still alive. So not like, oh, did you just boo the idea of a person being alive? Very classy. No, Smash Mouth is still alive, not like some big, dumb, dead idiot William Shakespeare. Yeah, William Shakespeare, not as hot as everyone thought he was. Only seen drawings, but... Oh, oh you're, getting, you're getting steamed, John? <laughs> you're getting steamed over some dumb, dead idiot? Ha. Ha, ha, ha. Here. He's not dead to me. He, he will never be dead to me. My Uncle Jim, though, is dead. Though. <laughs> he is not coming back. I, I love Shakespeare. And if you don't, I will fight you. <laughs> I will fight all of you. Well, not all of you. One at a time, probably. All, all, all of you would be tough. I would lose. Especially if one of you had a weapon. Um, 
Smash Mouth has never been right. I've, Smash Mouth, uh, I'm, not, I'm not well versed in music. More of a radio guy, more of a talk radio guy. But uh, Smash Mouth is not good music. Shakespeare, though, that's good writing, baby. And if you can't see that, you are a Philistine. And that means someone who is not well versed in art, I believe. Uh, I don't know if that is the correct definition, but if you want to look, no one's looking up on their phone, so you all trust me. Oh, fuck, people are looking it up. Oh, fuck. Don't read it out loud, please. Don't. It's an adverb. I know. It does not L L-Y, baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Shakespeare is so much better than the dumb Smash Mouth. That guy has uh, put... <laughs> John, how do you know the word Philistine but not the word serrated knife? First of all, you can take all your bad opinions, put them in your NPR tote, and carry them right out the door. Well, you'll be waiting because I'm going to fucking fight you after this. <laughs> no one recognizes me now that I dyed my hair. So when they say, who's Shelly Gruenberg, you can say, not the blonde girl anymore, the girl who beat the shit out of John Farrell. <laughs> uh, public schools, that's uh, the obvious answer. And no one disrespects Megla Chocolabardi in front of me. No one, or Bob Oates, or the guys from Car Talk, or Peter Sagal. How dare you? There we go. Yeah, Peter Sagal. He's a good man. He helps people run the blind. He helps blind people run marathons. What's and now Shakespeare would have also done that. Smash Mouth would have just made it difficult for them to run. That guy is a dirtbag, and I don't. I hope he's listening right now so I could tell him that to his uh, rich face. All right, well, as you all know, there's no way that I could choose the winner here, so I'm going to need your help. Go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group right now and choose either Shelly Grunberg or John Farrell. And you have all voted, apparently. Um, and the votes are in. And our winner tonight is John Farrell. So... Thank you all for being here. We'll be back uh, Monday night with our quiz show with May Keith and open mic with Sean Rosa. And then next Friday, we'll be back here again with another debate. Thank you all. Good night. That was Pick a Side, Stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next Friday at 7 p.m. at Maggie's Lounge. Our schedule for the next month is February 7th. We are talking about Ben Stiller. February 14th, we're talking about love. It's Valentine's Day. Come on down to Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m. Spend your Valentine's Day in Quincy. You're going to love it. February 21st, we are talking about... Jim Henson. February 28th that we are talking about the ocean. So come down any Friday in February and catch us at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. We'll also be there on Monday nights at 8 p.m. May Keith hosts a quiz show that has to do with whatever the Friday subject we'll be talking about leading up to it. Uh, May will be covering that on Mondays. And at 9 p.m. on Mondays, Sean Rosa hosts a comedy open mic. So come down to Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. 
If you're looking for stand-up comedy, there's also a free stand-up comedy show in the basement of the poorhouse every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. I usually host that, but I will be leaving soon, so February 12th will be my last week there, for a while at least, and then Ryan Shea will be in charge. So check out the poorhouse right in Back Bay, 8 p.m. every Wednesday night. Thanks for listening.